All our lives, we're programmed from buying into other people's beliefs and limiting views of the world, and then we make them our own truths. Extraordinary Life Podcast is here to offer new perspectives that serve you and obliterate the ones that don't. Are you going to let other people's limits hold you back from your extraordinary life? Hey, Jennifer Merrifield here. Welcome back. This is episode nine of Extraordinary Life Podcast. Today, I want to talk about communication. I want to debunk some stuff. Do you ever hear that phrase that life gave us two ears and one mouth for a reason? The premise is that it Um, is that we should listen twice as much as we talk. But let's take that to a new level and let's get some valuable self-awareness out of it because that's that's where the magic happens when we start to notice things about our own personalities and and behaviors. So the debunking that I want to do is sort of around the labels around talkers and listeners of how we tend to pigeonhole people and let's kind of expose it all so we have a good starting point. Um, And let's start with the talkers because they're more obvious, right? We all know people who talk a lot and at that extreme level in a not cool version, talkers are the obvious ones that they don't seem to notice that they take over conversations, not allowing others to join in. And you ever notice sometimes when other people do try to join in the conversation, they somehow have this just way of just redirecting the focus back to themselves very quickly. We all know people like that, right? But let's acknowledge too that not all people who talk a lot are a bother. They're not extreme in a negative way. They're kind of awesome to be around. Some big talkers are like super engaging and intriguing and funny and they carry the conversation for some of us who, you know, maybe are not joining in as much. They involve other people and and keep us all engaged. So let's not clump them all together. And let's just notice the difference. So listeners, on the other hand, at an extreme level, may not actually be excellent listeners. So when there's fewer words, does not necessarily mean there's more listening happen, happening. Um, they could just be someone who's more like aloof. And do you ever see those people who rarely contribute to conversations, not just without words, but like with no engaging body language either. They just tend to kind of just be there. They're not contributing. They don't seem to even want to contribute. They would be more of a non-talker than a great listener. But here's the thing to remember that's really important. We can't just peg everyone who seems disinterested as uh, like, you know, negative, non-talker, they're, you know, they don't want to be here kind of thing. Because we don't know what people are actually thinking. They could just be the quiet, shy type. And I know this type because that was so me. Um, I was incredibly shy growing up. Um, I would like struggle with contributing to conversation because in my head I would be trying to think of what to say I was over analyzing oh that's dumb no that's not relevant don't say that Um, and by the time I got the courage to say things oftentimes it would be like way past the topic and it just like okay just shut up don't say anything anymore and it's kind of where I got to but um, we moved a lot when I was a kid uh, right up through high school and and it was challenging because you know, going to a new school and meeting new people, the discomfort, the, you know, self-confidence issues of, you know, those new fears and, and needing to fit in made it really tricky. Obviously, I have no troubles talking now. Um, so there is hope for the shy people. There's definitely some some tools and techniques that can make you a lot more comfortable that I learned over the years. So while the non-talkers don't really stand out in an obvious way as much as the, you know, talky pants kind of 
overpowering conversationalist types, they can be equally uncomfortable to be around, can't they? Because even if they're just simply shy, their lack of talking and withdrawn demeanor can lead to other people assuming that they're silently judging or disinterested. And here's a great example. So on one of my first day of school, schools at a new school, did I say that right? Um, I was dressed in my head so wrong and I say wrong on purpose because to me it was it was so different than how everyone dressed at this new school in this new town that it was just it was super scary to be standing out in that way so there I was I was standing by the wall near like as close to the door to get into the school as possible um I didn't want to be seen. I just wanted to just go blend in in class, just like in my head, like, please bell ring, please ring, please ring. Let's just end this, this suffering out here standing all alone. And there was this girl, um, she was a little older than me, but she looked like really cool, like a cool kid, like a nice person, a little older than me. So was, you know, I was kind of intimidated and she said, hi, but she was such a distance away and her eyes were in a, in a, in a way that I couldn't really tell if she was looking at me or if she was looking at someone past me. And I mean, what went on in my head was if I say hi back and she wasn't saying hi to me, I'm going to look super foolish and everyone's going to laugh at me and I'm just going to have to die. Um, or if I pretend to not notice it, then, you know, saving grace. And then I can, if she says hi again, then I can like, oh, sorry, I didn't notice. And then I can say hi and maybe get a new friend and life would be grand. Well, so I chose to ignore it and pretend I didn't notice. And (laughs) sure enough, she turns to the person beside her, her friend and said, oh, we have something like we have a new snob from the city at our school again. And it was just, oh, I was so mortified because I just, that was the last way I would want anyone to see me but so that's an extreme but there are there's such a whole range of versions in between where most of us land as talkers and listeners and I want to challenge you to notice where you land in that spectrum so that you can kind of play with it and and maybe make some shifts to see how it could benefit you more because we think we know ourselves and we think we show up in a certain way but when you get some ideas of how to notice it from a new perspective, you might have some little aha moments. And so first, I want you to assess what type of talker and listener do you think you actually are right now? Um, And the fun part is gonna be in the noticing. So in the days to come, the weeks to come, just really notice that, and especially since holidays are coming, you know, generally we're around more people or in more social situations or even family or whatever. And just notice sort of the whole dynamic of, of how you show up there. So there are three categories of communication that you can pay attention to. Now, the obvious two that we've already talked about are the talking and the listening. Um, And the third one is in body language, your body language style. And these all kind of really blend in with each other. So let's talk about a few different points and see, see what you notice. So when you're sharing a story or your thoughts and you're really, you know, engaged and excited to be talking about it, Notice when other people, are you just talking the entire time? Do you say your entire story without anyone contributing? Now, the reason to notice this is because sometimes we inadvertently block people from joining in the conversation until we're done. And there's less conversation and more sort of 
talking to people <laughs> sort of going on there. Now, you probably notice this more being on the receiving end of when someone is talking and then you get to a point where you want to jump in and share something that relates and then they, you know, can do a lot of different things. One would be like talking really fast or louder just to sort of cut you off and you kind of get the hint and you just, you know, sit back and, and wait till later. Um, but body language is really is really relevant here too. So a lot of people will say that, um, you know, body language is the biggest part of communication. It tells the most. And, and I've heard statistics all the way up to 90% of communication is body language and tone, sort of how we, how we show up versus the actual words we're saying. So it is super important and, and be an observer of this because it's kind of cool to notice. So when you're sharing, when you're the talker, notice people's body language. Are they folding their arms in front of themselves? Are they shifting their body so that their shoulders and hips are not square with you? That sometimes can be an indication of disinterest, of hurry up, I want to go kind of thing. Are they leaning in? Are they nodding and smiling? Are their eyes opening wider? That's an indication that they're interested that this is a great conversation um, when they want to share and you're talking 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 do they lean back and sort of purse their lips or or shrug their shoulders if so they may have tried to contribute and you block them inadvertently not noticing because we don't try to be rude no one wants to be rude especially when they're sharing something important to them it's just the excitement of it all. Sometimes we don't notice. And then notice either uh, also, um, you know, when you're the listener, <laughs> you know, are you are you actually engaged in listening where you're you're hearing them as well? Where if you had to do a test later at the end of the day and and repeat back the things that people said to you, will you actually remember them or was your head in your to-do list or next week or last month, you know, thinking of something else? Like how present are you when you show up in in conversations. The other thing is like, is the one-upping. I'm sure you've heard of this before. So if someone uh, wants to start a conversation and they're, they're sharing something that they did, they're really excited. Maybe it's the first time they did something or it's something new, or they're just really proud of an accomplishment they had. Notice if you feel the urge to to not just relate. So say someone, say, let's take sailing. I know nothing about sailing. I have no idea why I said that. But say someone tells you that they w went on a sailing trip and you are a sailor as well. You understand it. You've done it maybe a lot more than them. So are you the engaging type where you're saying, oh, that's really great. Oh, tell me more about that. Oh, yeah, I've done it too. How does this part work for you or what did you love versus the one upping where you're now saying, um, oh, yeah, I've done that, too. And I've done this. And oh, yeah, I if you're saying things like I know it's a little condescending, sometimes comes across as like, you know, pushing down what they have to say so that you can shine the light on you. I mean, we all know people who do that. It's so much easier to notice when we're on the receiving end of that uh, versus, um, you know, the one we don't always notice when we're the one doing it. Um, and some of the body language things is like, you know, what's your what's your resting facial expression? You know, the actual expression of that, don't you? Um, I mean, term to that. But are you you know, when you're just walking around in public or when you're engaged in a conversation or, you know, listening to somebody, what is your face saying that your words are not saying? So do you ever see someone walking around and they just look mad, like steaming mad, their eyebrows are furled, their lips are kind of smushed up a little bit. 
they might just be thinking about something very intently. You ever see someone like, so I remember when my kids were teenagers and every once in a while um, they would say, why are you mad right now? And I would like, honestly, I I wasn't mad. Like I honestly wasn't mad. And I, and it, it happened enough times that I was kind of frustrated. And, and my coach at the time said, go look at your face in the mirror and, and rehab that conversation. And I realized that when I was intently listening and trying to show that, yes, I'm present and I really hear you and I'm concentrating that my eyebrows would scrunch in together and, but the rest of my face would stay neutral and it kind of looked kind of pissy like i i totally understood why they would say that so if that's you as well one of the things you can do if you if you don't remember to uncrunch the face the forehead is you can just do a slow nod because the nod implies yes implies positivity and shows like yes i'm listening yes i hear you and it makes the crunched up eyebrows look more intent listening versus disappointed or whatever it might be (laughs) conveying you know do you smile naturally notice when we smile to appease versus when we genuinely smile it's a very different smile i'm telling you go do the mirror thing go in the mirror and do all your different smiles do the the like "Mm -hmm, thanks whatever do that smile that's kind of you notice your eyes are not going to smile with your mouth it's just going to be the mouth but people Even if they can't peg it with words, there's an energy, there's a feeling that we get when people are not sincerely gesturing with us, um, where they're, where they're, what they're thinking and what they're saying is not matching, right? We get that. Notice also, you know, signs of disinterest. Are you engaged with people in conversation where you're, your body's staying still, (laughs) your shoulders are sort of facing them or in their direction, you're, you're they're relaxed, your back is relaxed, your body's relaxed, and you're looking at them and and retaining information versus, you know, if your arms are crossed, it could be that you're cold, but it could also show I'm, you know, I'm done with this, or I'm, I'm, you know, I'm self-protecting. I'm not really wanting to be open and, and have a conversation about anything personal. What about fidgeting? Like notice if you're fidgeting, because you'll notice all these things when other people to do it to you. And it's kind of frustrating and annoying and we feel not so much heard, but we inadvertently do it as well. Or do you ever see, <laughs> you ever see people who just start picking at themselves like something on their hand or their face or scratching their head and then looking at their fingers after (laughs) it's just like it's like it sounds so gross doesn't it but how actually aware are we of the things that we're doing so if you're concentrating hard you might not notice these things but so do that zoom out and sort of really pay attention to how you're showing up in conversations and how are people responding to you in conversations you know if they're trying to get a word in um you know pause let people talk like if you notice you are now onto a second third fourth topic and no one in the conversation has said anything it's probably because you haven't paused or taken a breath or asked any questions to invite people in and people will just really pull back and you know, sometimes uh, in a conversation, if someone, you know, if we don't always want to interrupt and we want to be polite and let them speak and we think of things we want to say or questions we want to ask to engage, but then once they jump onto a second topic, then that, then, then it sort of seems too late to go there. So, um, be aware if, if that's one of the things you're doing, because it makes it difficult for other people 
to jump in. And hey, if you're feeling shy, it's totally cool and totally okay. Notice one of the things you can do is notice your own body language. If you're sort of slunched over or you're crossing your arms, um, or if you have like a resting neutral face that just is totally like neutral, can look disinterested, can look bored, and I know that's the last thing you want to present when you're shy and, and a little insecure or, or feeling not comfortable. So just have like a slight smile, pull your shoulders back and, and uncross your arms and sit in a way that shows a little more relaxed. And I know for shy people, the last thing we want is to stand out. So to be all slunched over and, um, and insecure makes us stand out way more than if we posture in a way that that looks a little more comfortable and hey you know what like have fun with it like really engage notice people notice how people notice other people watch sort of interactions between other people and if you (laughs) if you're seriously brave send an email out to people you know and ask them to rate you from one to 10 or one to five or whatever on your listening skills, on your talking, you know, how much you talk or how much you could listen more or, you know, I don't know, think of a bunch of questions that can help you maybe with body language or how people feel and be open to the feedback though, because <laughs> sometimes it can be a little, uh, a little eye-opening. But have fun with it and, you know, notice what you notice about yourself too so you can engage consciously in your language. I believe in you. Thanks so much for listening. I would love to hear from you. Come and find me on Instagram or check out my website, jennifermerrifield.com, one N in Jennifer, one R in Merrifield, and let me know what you'd love to hear me podcast about. In the meantime, this is Jennifer Merrifield, personal excellence mentor and coach, wishing you an extraordinary day.